podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in Game Week 19 on Sun Dream Team. Now, January and Game Week 19 is quite a bit different to a lot of the game weeks we've had so far. So starting off with Game Week 19, we have got FA Cup fixtures to start the week. And then in midweek, we have Carabao Cup first legs of the semi-final for Liverpool, Chelsea and Fulham. Now, all of the teams play in the FA Cup third round, but Crystal Palace and Everton takes place tonight which falls in game week 18. So obviously they had a double game week this week, but they go on to blank in game week 19. So Everton and Palace, they will have a blank in game week 19. Everyone else has their one FA Cup match and then Liverpool, Chelsea and Fulham have a double game week this week with Carabao Cup action thrown in there as well. So Liverpool, Chelsea... Um, not so much Fulham, but Liverpool and Chelsea, we're going to be covering them quite a lot in this episode. But I'm going to just talk you through Game Week 19 to Game Week 21, the games in January, because it's quite a bit different to some of the um, Game Weeks we've had previously. So we always have uh, ffstuff.co.uk up on the screen. They're really great for your planning. You can look at player data and we normally do have the fixture ticker on screen. But today I've got the fixture ticker from the Dream Team Tonic Patreon. This is made by Ben. And the reason I'm using this one this week to show you is just because there's a few uh, fixtures that are not currently penciled in on the Dream Team app. And that's because the fixtures haven't been fully arranged. But if you did just look on the Dream Team app, you'd miss out on quite a lot of the information. So... Ben put this together on the Dream Team Tonic Patreon and it shows you where potential fixtures will be filling in this month. So the blanks will get filled in as we go. So Game Week 19, like I said, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, they're all in the app. But Game Week 20 is an extra long game week. I don't know if it particularly makes that clear on the app. So Game Week 20, we've got the winter break going on at the minute, or we'll have in Game Week 20. And the Premier League sides will be split into two. So we'll have half the teams playing at the start and half the teams playing at the second half of the game week. So when we get to game week 20, we're gonna have Newcastle, Tottenham, Manchester City, Everton, Fulham, Man United, Chelsea, Villa, Luton and Burnley playing on the first Saturday of that game week, Saturday the 13th. Then on the next Saturday, the following Saturday, We'll have Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Wolves, Forest, Sheffield United, Arsenal, Brighton, Brentford, West Ham and Liverpool. So you can see them. Um, there's a gap in between both of those Saturdays if you're watching on YouTube. But after the first lot of Premier League games that happen on Saturday the 13th, there is a midweek slot where any FA Cup replays that need to be played. So, for example, Arsenal-Liverpool ends in a draw there'll be a third round replay that takes place on that sort of Tuesday and I think it will spread across to Wednesday as well um, so we'll have not only just the Premier League games we'll have some FA Cup replays to take place so there might be some uh, some double game weeks that we're not expecting fall in there then the following Saturday obviously we've got the second half of all the Premier League teams playing 
And then after that, we have the Carabao Cup second legs. So Fulham, Chelsea, Liverpool will all be playing their second leg of the Carabao Cup in that slot. Then when we get to game week 21, um, on the app, it'll just look like there's some random Premier League matches all happening midweek. But the game week will start on the sort of Friday slash Saturday because the FA Cup fourth round will take place. Um, obviously, that hasn't been drawn yet because we don't know who's gone through in the third round. But that will be put into game week 21 at the beginning of the game week. So that's just explaining what it looks like in January and sort of why I might just be going over this a bit differently to usual. Of course, we have the AFCON taking place starting the 13th of January and the Asia Cup starting on the 12th of January, uh, running through till the 10th of February. I think that just about covers um, how this extra long double game week in game week 20 goes on and the game week 19 FA Cup, Carabao Cup and Game Week 20 potentially being FA Cup as well. So really we're going to have two rounds of FA Cup. We're going to have two legs of Carabao Cup action and then each team playing twice in the Premier League. There is also potential that there could be a rearranged fixture for Manchester City put in there. They were going to play Brentford in the Club World Cup. Um, if that's rearranged, that could be placed somewhere in January as well. The only other thing that is a little bit interesting is, so as you can see, Liverpool, Chelsea and Fulham have the most fixtures. In that scenario that Liverpool face Arsenal and say it's a draw in that Liverpool-Arsenal match, they've already got a double game week in game week 19. They've already got a double game week in game week 20 playing the um, Carabao Cup and Premier League. But if they draw against um, Arsenal in that, FA Cup fixture they could also have a third round replay against Arsenal in that extra long game week 20 which potentially could end up being a triple game week which could be bonkers but we'll worry about that when we get to it but I think that just about covers um, the fixture side of things feel free to skip back or pause and have a look at it screenshot it if you need to uh, but I think it is important to go over this extra long game week because we don't get this very often um, but yeah, we'll go on to the teams to target. And like I said, I'm going to spend um, most of the time or most of the focus on Liverpool and Chelsea because they do have a lot more fixtures than the rest of the sides because they do have these guaranteed two-leg Carabao Cup tyres. Obviously, teams might end up with more fixtures depending on whether they play replays or get to the FA Cup fourth round. But we can't really account for them until it happens. So I'm going to start off with Liverpool. Uh, we've got Salah going to AFCON. Um, we've got Sabozlai who limped off with a hamstring injury in that 4-2 win against Newcastle. Um, like I said, there's a potential for a triple game week perhaps, which it just seems bonkers to say. And I think we're probably going to have a few good captaincy picks from Liverpool. So I'm going to start with them uh, we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold six million I'm gonna say that he's the player to target still and I think he probably is in a lot of people's teams already um, he didn't actually start the last um, Carabao Cup game but because it's against Arsenal I just have a feeling they are gonna go strong in this one um, I've got tickets to the game it took a while to get them but I've got tickets for the game 
and it's going to be a bit of a conflict of interest having these Liverpool players and supporting Arsenal in this game. But it's how it goes. I think he's going to be a really good player to own this week. So Arsenal and then Fulham in the Carabao Cup. They then have Bournemouth as their Premier League fixture. They'll have the second leg in the Carabao Cup and then they have Chelsea penciled in. But they could end up with a few extra fixtures depending on how these cup games go. Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, he's the highest scoring defender in the game. Sixth highest overall in the game. And then he's on 160 points with 27 bonus. So doing really well for bonus points. An average of 6.7 points per game um, in that in that Newcastle game. He almost scored a outrageous goal from almost the, uh, the goal line from sort of a, co a corner position almost. Um, very unlucky not to score that one. He just looks to be so confident at the minute. So I still think he's a really good player to have. And because it is a, a tough game against Arsenal in the FA Cup, and then obviously they're in the semi-finals now of the Carabao Cup, I do feel feel that there is a good chance that he could um, end up playing in that double game week. Um, Jota, oh, before I go, I, I still think that Trent is probably a good captaincy pick as well. Um, Arsenal struggling a little bit in attack. And then Fulham at home does look like a good fixture. He does well for bonus. He's got plenty of attack and returns already this season. Um, so there is an argument to say that Trent could be a good captaincy pick. I'm liking Diego Jota at the minute. So nine goals, four assists this season from 19 games. He has had some injury problems, but he's so, so clinical. So he came on in this Newcastle game and grabbed two assists in 20 minutes. He hasn't been starting as many games as some of the other options like Darwin, like Gakpo, but he really is clinical and he makes things happen like these two assists, uh, winning the penalty. Yeah, I really do like the look of Jota and I sort of have a feeling that he's Liverpool's most reliable goal scorer when Salah isn't there. So I wonder whether they have been just holding Jota back slightly for this period. I do think he's going to do really well. Um, and spoiler alert, he's someone that I'm certain that I'm going to be bringing into my team. So I'm going to put him right up there. Darwin Nunes, 144 points, 8 goals and 11 assists so far. A very, very frustrating player to own. So he's doing all right, actually. 8 goals, 11 assists, 144 points. He's still pretty impressive. Uh, I can't remember where they put him for strikers. I think he was like 7th or 6th for top striker in the game. But he got 10 points in this game against Newcastle. Managed 5 shots on target. Absolutely peppered Dubravka. Um, Dubravka ended up with 10 saves. He grabbed an assist and 10 points in total. So he's a high volume player. He takes a lot of shots. Um, I think actually he was right up there in terms of... Um, total shots on target on on the dream team app you can go and have a look at all the uh, different metrics he's third out of all of the players for shots on target so he is getting a load of shots Haaland's top Salah's second and then Nunes is third for shots on target and of course you get one point per shot on target so as frustrating as he is with this um well the double game week at first but the potential for there to be a lot more games in January as much as he frustrates me, I do think that Darwin is going to end up being a decent pick for this run. And he will cost you 4.1 million. Uh, maybe getting a price rise as well after getting a 10-pointer. So I think he'll be a good player to target um, 
for game week 19 and for January. Let me know what you think, who you think is the better option out of Jota and Darwin. Because the general consensus I've seen is people do think it's Darwin. But I just have a better feeling about Jota at the minute. Gakpo at 3.6 million. Eight goals, three assists. I'm not sure why, but I just don't feel as keen on Gakpo. I think he started, it might have been the last three. Um, and he's doing okay for goals and assists. Eight goals, three assists isn't bad. I just don't quite think he's as good to have as a dream team option compared to the likes of Jota and Darwin. But still could be a decent option, but I just don't really rate him as highly as Jota and Darwin. Um, and then for a second defender, if you did want to go there, obviously Virgil van Dijk is the second best option in defence for Liverpool. Um, he's done fairly well, but I do like the look of Gomez at the moment. Gomez has obviously started playing a few more minutes now that Simakas is out. He was still playing in the Europa League, but it seemed like Simakas was starting the bulk of the Premier League. Now Simakas is out injured uh, pretty long term as well. I do think that Gomez looks like a decent pick. Gomez is 3.4 million and he's on 99 points currently with 14 bonus from 25 games. So he is hitting those bonus points as well. Um, and he can be fairly good in attack as well. So not a bad option. Slightly cheaper if you can't afford uh, Virgil van Dijk. But that is about it for Liverpool. I'm I'm really liking the look of Trent. I've got him in my team already. I'm almost certain that I'm going to bring Jota in myself. And I wouldn't rule out bringing in Darwin as well. Maybe doing the double up. But we'll come on to my team at the end. Uh, we'll go on to Chelsea next because they're the other team that have... Um, the potential for the most fixtures, or they've got the guaranteed extra fixtures in Carabao. So, easier fixtures on paper, I'd say, than Liverpool. Preston, Middlesbrough, Fulham, Middlesbrough again, and then Liverpool. And if they get through in the FA Cup, which you'd expect playing Preston, they'll have a game also in game week 21. Um, a few notes from Chelsea. Obviously, better fixtures. But they're a bit less reliable when it comes to form, or a lot less reliable. A 3-2 win against Luton, where Palmer, Madueke, um, and then Palmer scored two goals, sorry, in that one. Um, but then Luton did come back, and they showed their defensive frailties again, Chelsea. Um, Jackson is off to AFCON, which maybe opens up a slot in attack. Um but I think Palmer is the best option at the minute from Chelsea at 3.4 million. I brought him in last week and managed to capitalise on his 17 points against Luton. Um, eight goals and seven assists so far, so far from 20 games. He's, I think, hands down Chelsea's best player at the minute and best dream team option. He's on penalties, but there is a lot of talk that um, Nkunku could be the penalty taker if he's on the pitch. But so far, Palmer hasn't missed. I don't think he's missed one. He seems pretty confident. He seems pretty good taking them. So I still think that Palmer would probably end up taking it. Um, and I'd say that Palmer's also a very good um, captaincy pick. I mentioned Trent. Um, I think Jota could be a good captaincy pick. I think Palmer is also a very good pick. Um, I don't know. I don't think you can really guarantee who plays two fixtures in this, well, in this round of FA Cup games. But I think the form he's in... They'll want him for these important games. Gusto at 2.2 million. Another player that I brought in last week. Did only finish up, I think, with one point, was it for me? Yeah, one point. He picked up a yellow card. I think he was on two before that. Did get one bonus point. But during that game, I saw him 
get the clean sheet, get to about eight points. And then Luton really turned it on at the end and he just went all the way down to one. It was quite frustrating, but he's had three starts in a row. I think he looked pretty promising. Maybe he does end up with a rest because he's played three games in a row. But with the sheer volume of fixtures Chelsea have got over January, I think he's a decent player to hold it in your team. He's their only attacking option. Um, he's picked up bonus, I think, in his last three games and even, sorry, from his last three starts. And he even got one bonus coming on off the bench for 45 minutes. So I think Gusto at 2.2, uh, very good value pick. Not so keen on the other defenders. Um, Colwell did manage to get four points in this one for seven tackles. Um, something about playing Luton, you end up making loads of tackles because I think, wasn't it Trippier that managed to come away with something like eight tackles recently against them? Um, but I do think the upside of Gusto and his attack makes him the best option. Petrovic at 2.5. I think he could potentially be the best goalkeeper pick for this week. So Preston and Middlesbrough obviously on paper look like really, really good fixtures. Chelsea haven't been the best defensively um, since he's came in. Um, he's kept one clean sheet in his last five uh, since the Sanchez injury. So not not great, but watching the games, I don't think he's done much wrong, to be honest. The problems do seem to stem from the defence. Uh, but they previously haven't rotated in the Cups, and it looks like Sanchez um, might be out still. So Petrovic for the two games looks like it could be a good possibility. Sterling at 3.6. He's fallen down the pecking order it seems. So he did miss that game because he got his uh, fifth yellow card. And then you would have assumed that he would have gone on to play. But he took his place. Um, Sterling was benched for the Luton game. And then Madoweki's actually gone on to score two in two since uh, uh, since getting back into the team. So Madoweki's 2.3 million. Sterling's 3.6. Sterling's on six goals, six assists for the season with a massive 17 bonus points. Um, but he hasn't been getting these bonus points that much recently. Um, I still think that Sterling is a good option because of the sheer volume of fixtures. But I'd be a little bit worried that he's out of favour. But because he has set out the last two, uh, if he ends up getting Preston at home... I would really like Sterling for that one, but I think I'll end up passing on Sterling myself. Nkunku is the last one I'm going to mention, and he's probably lower down on my list than he is for a lot of other people's. I've seen a lot of love for Nkunku, 3.8 million. And the reason being is because I think a lot of people are liking Nkunku because of the potential of what he could be. But we haven't quite seen it yet at Chelsea. Not his fault, just because of this um, long-term injury he's had. But since he's come back, he's made three substitute appearances and had one start. And in that start, he completed 71 minutes. The rest of the sub-appearances have been uh, quite a small amount of minutes. So I'm not convinced that he's fully fit. Uh, maybe they have been saving him for this period, knowing that Jackson is going to be missing. But I just think maybe this uh, double game week might have come a little bit early. I'd like to go for someone who, I'd like to go for someone that you think could start two, or is going to start one and get a good amount of minutes in the other one. And I'm I'm not fully convinced that Nkunku is going to be that. Um, if he does end up playing, there's every chance that he gets good points. But personally, I'm just not 
fully convinced that he's fit enough um, to put in for a double game week yet. That's the two uh, main double game week teams covered. Fulham, I'm not disrespecting Fulham. They've just beat my team, Arsenal. But I just don't really think that I want to be targeting Fulham for their double game weeks when they are playing Liverpool. And I think Liverpool are going to be heavy favourites in that one. Um, I wouldn't really want to be loading up on players that aren't really favourites to progress. Um, there is Anthony Robinson that's doing pretty well for tackle points, bonus points. He's scoring quite well. Obviously, you've got a few attackers like Jimenez, but um, Tony from the Dream Team Tonic had a bad experience with him. I think I've been put off. He brought him in for the last double game week where he ended up getting himself sent off. So I also think that there's a good chance. I think they play Rotherham and I think there's a good chance they'll probably rotate heavily for Rotherham and then focus on that Liverpool game. Whereas I think Liverpool can um, sort of put out a good team against Fulham and Arsenal. So that's the reason why I'm not going to focus on Fulham in this one. Uh, let me know if you're going to be going for any Fulham players. But I will not. Um, City next. So obviously they don't have a double game week in 19. They face Huddersfield in the FA Cup. They have Newcastle away in game week 20. And then they have Burnley in game week 21. So um, good fixtures on paper. Even that Newcastle one is looking okay with their recent form. Um, Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne and Doku. We're seeing a lot of training photos for those three. Kevin De Bruyne made the bench in the last game but didn't get on, didn't get any minutes. I expect we're probably going to see Kevin De Bruyne at some point in this Huddlesfield game, but I'm not so sure that we will see Haaland. We'll have to wait and see. Overall, I think with those two, I'm not going to recommend to get him in at this point. I think we're going to wait and see what happens for Huddersfield with a look to maybe then bring him in for Newcastle. So make sure you leave yourself enough money to be able to move to at least Haaland and then maybe if you've done a bit better for budget you could look at getting Kevin De Bruyne as well um, but yeah that's my plan currently for Haaland and De Bruyne I think I'll wait and see what happens for Huddersfield and then target Newcastle if they both seem to be back one thing I was going to say on both of them they are both very high value players um, obviously we know with Haaland um, he's going to be expensive. Haaland is currently at 7.9 million, while Kevin De Bruyne is 6.7. And if you ended up bringing in one of the two or both of them for Huddersfield, and he ended up getting 10 minutes or 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and not delivering, they will go down in price. That's something I'm worried about. And sort of the higher the player the more brutal they have seemed to be with these price changes. So that's something I've been a little bit worried about as well. Um, losing value if they don't play a good chunk of minutes or don't deliver. Um, I'm going to start off with Foden at 5.1 million. So he got two assists in that 2-0 win against Sheffield United. He's in amazing form at the minute. 10 points for him. I'd still bring him in as a long-term pick um, in game week 19 if you're not looking to use your two transfers targeting these double game week players I think Phil Foden is a hold still um, eight goals nine assists and 34 bonus points for him I don't actually think that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be a massive threat to his minutes obviously it's another player in the mix but with Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne close to be coming back 
Um, I'd be more worried about Alvarez, I think. Foden's just playing so well that I feel like they'd find a way to get him in the team if it's off the right, if it's off the left, or if it's centrally where he's been playing. So I'm not really concerned about Foden with KDB coming back. Alvarez, 4.1 million. Um, he got two goals in the Club World Cup. Then since coming back in the Prem, he's had two goals in two games. Scored in this one as well, eight points. He's on 10 goals and nine assists for the season. So if you're not feeling the punt on Jota or Darwin or Nkunku, maybe you might want to go for Alvarez to take your slot if you had Son or Salah that are going away on the tournaments. I'm going to pass on a minute, but I think that he is still a decent option. And then Bernardo Silva at 4.1. He's been playing primarily off that right wing while do uh, Doku's been injured. But he's played 90 minutes in seven of City's last eight games, which I think is pretty impressive for a City that do rotate quite a lot. Nailed on that right-hand side. But if you believe the training photos, uh, Doku could be back fairly soon. Uh, Bernardo's got five goals, four assists, 14 bonus points, and an average of 5.5. And then lastly, I'm just going to come on to the defenders. City have kept a clean sheet in this one. So 2-0 against Sheffield United. Walker come off in the 68th minute. He got seven points. He had Vardiol on seven, Ake on eight, and Akanji on seven points. I quite like the look of Akanji uh, with John Stones out. Um, he was seen going off in that protective boot in the game before. Akanji sort of does that thing, doesn't he, where he plays in the middle and then pushes into the midfield like Stones would do. So I think he's a valuable option with Stones out, but I think I'd just go for Walker at 3.1. Cheaper price um, and does seem to play the chunk of games. So if you do think that City are going to start a good run, I mean, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Burnley, they do look like pretty decent fixtures. Newcastle's away from home, so that is always a tough one, but I do fancy... Maybe two clean sheets out of the three here for City. Um, Newcastle, speak of the devil. Uh, they have Sunderland, the big derby game in the FA Cup. They then face Man City, which is going to be a horrible experience after this 4-2 loss against Liverpool. And then Aston Villa. It does not get any easier. So, I, I'm not that keen on these Newcastle assets for this run, especially with their form. 4-2 uh, loss against Liverpool and they were battered in that game. I think they probably do go quite strong in that Sunderland game just because they are in a bit of bad form. Eddie Howe's under pressure and he's not going to do himself any favours if he rotates and ends up losing to Sunderland. So I think they're going to have to go pretty strong. Trippier is missing or was missing from this Liverpool game with a groin injury. Um, he has been struggling quite a bit recently he's been left out um, of a couple teams I think it was also got a few allegations flying around that we won't address but at the minute I think I'd be staying clear to be honest with you despite him being a really good dream team option um, the Brav Cup 2 million 10 saves in that game against Liverpool uh, most of them because Darwin Nunes just kept kicking the ball at him but you take the points, six points in a 4-2 loss is not bad. And maybe these hard fixtures aren't so bad after all if he is going to be making uh, 10 saves a game. But I don't think it will carry on. Um, I look, prefer the look of Petrovic um, if you do end up making a goalkeeper change this week. 
but two million for Dubravka, I don't really think you can argue with it too much. Anthony Gordon, 3.9, another assist, so six goals, seven assists, been productive. Um, 90 minutes as well, we keep thinking that maybe he's got a knock, maybe he's got an injury, but it just keeps pumping out these 90-minute games, so... Another good player, maybe a hold, but I think if I had no other fires, maybe I'd look to move him on for someone like a Palmer um, or one of these Liverpool players. And then Trippier, I mentioned, I think I would look to move him on, maybe for a Liverpool or Chelsea defender or move into an extra midfielder or attacker if you could uh, for this week. And then if he does come back and start performing at his best again, looks refreshed, you can easily get him back in. But 4.9, wouldn't be bringing him in. If anything, I'll be taking him out, Trippier. Isak, 4.2, has absolutely trolled me um, in the last couple of weeks. So, like I said, I had him for about three double game weeks in a row. And he'd done absolutely nothing. Um, 4.2 million. He got 15 points last week. And then in this most recent game against uh, Liverpool, he scored and got eight points. So, absolutely done me. Uh, I think I'd rather go for a striker with an extra fixture, the likes of uh, Jota, Darwin um, and Kunku. But I won't hold a grudge. Arsenal, what's going on? Back-to-back losses, no winning free. It looked really promising after the Brighton game and, well, the Brighton win and clean sheet. And then the Liverpool draw, I thought looked okay. Uh, But the last two performances have been very poor. Um, I think loss against West Ham and the loss against Fulham. Looks like we're in a bit of trouble. So we've got Liverpool next in the FA Cup um, this Sunday at home, which I think is going to be another tough game. I expect, I do think there'll be some rotation, but I don't think either team's going to take the mick. They are going to want to win this game. Um, So I think there'll be a tiny bit of rotation, but other than that, it'll be mostly strong. Um, I'm not sure which players will miss out from Arsenal. But the defence, there aren't that many options at the minute. We've got a lot of injuries, so I think the defence is going to be fairly strong. Maybe we'll see the likes of Trossard come in from Martinelli. Um, We've already just seen Eddie Nketiah play against Fulham, and he didn't really deliver, so maybe Jesus is saved for the Liverpool game. Interested to know what we'll do with Saka. He's crying out for a rest, but... He does play every single game. And he's going to be the player that I say is still worth targeting at 6.2. So he's got 8 points per game as his average. And he's still scoring well. Um, 8 points in this one. He did get, I'd say, a rather fortunate goal. Uh, Had a couple big misses as well. Um, But 8 points per game is brilliant. I think he's a long-term hold. Second highest scoring player on the game with 199 points. I think that is currently. Yeah, 199 points, 34 bonus points, 9 goals and 12 assists. So unless anything drastic happens, I think that Saka's still a season hold. Um, Not interested in adding any other midfielders or attackers until I see some sort of uh, progress from Arsenal. Because we've looked, it's looked a little bit stale. Uh, Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left. Both just trying to cut in all the time or getting behind just seems like we need to mix it up a little bit. I think teams might have figured us out a little. Um, defensively, I'm still happy owning one of maybe Saliba or Gabriel. Uh, Kivior came in at left back because Zinchenko was injured. 
didn't really deliver. Ben White's been poor, struggling with injury, didn't really do much. Uh, we've got Tommy Asu going to the Asia Cup, so we really are the, uh, struggling for defensive numbers. But I think set this Liverpool game aside, Crystal Palace at home and Forest away look like good fixtures still to the target for the defence. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on podcast platforms, do give us a follow on there as well. Leave a review. If you want a little bit more Dream Team content before the deadline, the Dream Team Tonic podcast was myself and Ben last night. We were live on YouTube. We've got a Patreon community as well where we have a ton of like-minded managers in there. We've got a Discord community, exclusive articles, and then we do these weekly live streams as well. So do check that out. There'll be a link in the description below. And of course, the Patreon members also get that fixture ticker that we saw earlier in the video. We'll come on to Villa next. Um, quite briefly, actually, we've got Longley went off injured. Uh, Pau Torres came back in off the bench. He had an injury himself. And then other news, we had Moreno um, starting and completing 90 minutes. He's starting to look like a good option with Digne out. They face Middlesbrough in the FA Cup away from home. Everton away from home in game week 20 and then Newcastle at home in game week 21. Ollie Watkins 4.4 so grabbed two assists in this Burnley, uh, Burnley game. He's on 11 goals 11 assists so far for the season so as much a creator as a finisher so far um, I still I have him in my team and I like the idea of just holding him while Son's out while Salah's out while Haaland's still not fully fit you just know what you're getting with Watkins. Uh, really good pick. I'm keeping him in my team uh, for the foreseeable. Um, I think he's a really, really good option. Moreno at 2.5. Villa are frustrating for clean sheets. Obviously, they had those impressive clean sheets against Arsenal and City. But since then, they've not really done it. Um, but Moreno at 2.5 million. So with Digne out, he's a really attack-minded defender. He's only 2.5 million. Um, he's got six assists last season, and then the season before that, I was having a little look back. He scored five and assisted three playing for Betis, so a really, really good attacking option. Gets in good attacking positions. They'll have like the likes of um, Consa, Torres, uh, Diego Carlos holding back while Moreno bombs forward, so I think he's a really, really good pick. And then you've got Bailey um, at three million. Not someone that I'm interested in, but he has got seven goals and eight assists. He's having a really, really good season. The reason I don't quite like him is just because they do tend to rotate a fair bit. They've got a few options there, um, and I just want someone a bit more nailed in the middle. But he is a really, really good pick, especially for the price, three million. Spurs are losing Son um, because of the Asia Cup. He's not going to be available for this FA Cup match against Burnley. They then have Man United away, and then they have Brentford at home. Richarlison is going to be the main cover for Son. Um, he has five goals in his last six games. He's only 2.9 million, and he's on seven goals, three assists for the season. So he actually does look like a really, really good option. Um, and I might even have been considering him if it wasn't for the double game weeks at Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, probably on penalties as well. I'm not certain on that, but I'd, I'd assume he probably is on penalties while Son is away. At least while Madison's away as well. 
Um, and Spurs are a free scoring side. Three goals against Bournemouth. Um, Saar, Son and Richarlison in this one. He does look like he could be a really good option. Pedro Porro is the one I'm most interested in. I've been interested in him for a while. I just haven't got around to getting him in my side. 3.5 million. Um, he's got 6.1 point per game average, which actually puts him um, second highest for defenders behind Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, and he's the fourth highest scoring defender in the game, which is pretty impressive considering he hasn't been playing. He hasn't been playing in Europe and they were knocked out of the cup really earlier on. So maybe they'll have a little bit of luck in this FA Cup game, uh, FA Cup Cup um, run, but it's Spurs, isn't it? I don't think they will. Um, currently on seven assists. Um, and he's taken the bulk of set pieces as well without Madison in the side. So I do think he's a really, really good option. Uh, five points in this game without keeping the clean sheet. Four tackles and a bonus point for Porro. Last, I'm going to go West Ham. Um, really impressive at the back recently. So three clean sheets in a row against Man United, Arsenal and Brighton. Um, and just two losses in 13 games. So it has been a really impressive run for them. Uh, they face they face Bristol City next, Sheffield United away, and then Bournemouth at home. So the fixtures do look good, um, but they do have a injury to Paqueta. Uh, the potential return is down as being the 21st of January at the moment. So maybe misses a couple of games. And then you've got Kudus, who's been on fire recently. He's going to AFCON. So the question mark is their attack gonna suffer a little bit and it looked like it did against Brighton now Bowen at 5.7 I'm still gonna hold him at the minute this is this was a rare blank uh, three pointer for Bowen he's got a lot of credit in the bank with me he's been really really good this season so I think he's still a hold he's on 13 goals five assists and I'm just gonna keep him in and if over the next few games he does stop firing maybe then i'll look to move him out but at the moment i'm still keeping him in um, Ariola, 2.1 million can't not highlight him for that price and keeping three clean sheets in a row i think a lot of people will be frustrated because he got injured and then he had a couple games where he was benched um, i think he came back and then he was in that game where they conceded quite a lot to liverpool um, but he has bounced back and now is keeping clean sheets so frustrated a lot of people Ariola. Um, but still a good option at 2.1. The only thing I would say is they do rotate their keepers in the cup. So I wouldn't be surprised if Fabianski gets the FA Cup. And then Ariola ends up playing Sheffield United and Bournemouth. Um, Emerson, 3 million. He's got four consecutive 10-pointers. Uh, but that is mostly from these clean sheets. He's got two assists for the season. Uh, but the bulk of his points are coming from these clean sheet points. And then the last person I'm going to highlight who could be a bit of a differential is Ben Rama at 2.4 million he might be the player that takes advantage of the likes of Paqueta and Kudus being out um, bargain price and then he is on penalties um, when he's on the pitch although he did take a miss one against Arsenal but uh, Will Prowse and Bowen were on the pitch so as long as he hasn't completely blown his chance of penalties um, he could still be a good pick oh I said lastly We've got Brighton, and then actually there's a few good options there. So they face Stoke, Wolves and Luton, and their fixture run does look good. They finally kept a clean sheet against West Ham, but they do still have a few injuries, absences. So Matoma's at the Asia Cup, 
Adingra is at AFCON and Soddy March is injured. In defence, Veltman, Igor and Lamptey are also injured. But it does open up some slots for potential players that we might want to pick. So Estupinian at 3 million, two goals, three assists. He came off the bench in that Spurs game, scored a worldie um, and then got his start against West Ham. Uh, finished up on nine points, so three tackles, one bonus, and obviously the clean sheet. Um, I've had him in all the different fantasy formats, and I have loved him in Dream Team so far. He got nine assists last season, um, and with quite a lot of players out, if he is fit enough, um, I think there's not much competition for Estupinian. So I think he's a really good pick at three million. Jao Pedro, 3.6. I'm not so keen on him where I was stung earlier in the season. I had him in. He kept being rotated. Subs, early subs, bench. But he is right up there. Um, in terms of strikers, he is the fifth highest scoring striker in the game as it stands. He's got three, uh, 13 goals, two assists. But he is just a frustrating hold. But he got 90 minutes in this one. Maybe he does start getting better minutes without Europe. And then Pascal Gross, 133 points for the season. Four goals, seven assists. He's playing more advanced with the likes of um, Matoma, Adingra and March being out. I do think that he could probably score uh, or get quite a few attacking returns in this run of games. 24 bonus points for him. Right, on to my team update then for last week. So this is before the Crystal Palace um, Everton game has taken place tonight. So I might fall a few places, maybe if the likes of Eze do well, but it sounds like Elise is going to be missing from that game. Um, I was 100th last week in the world, and I've gone down to 88th overall, 103 points, and 2,001 as my total. Oh, I've got Debravka in goal, got me six points, obviously for all of those saves. Gusto with just the one point, he was my transfer in, uh, must I must admit, when he was on eight points, I was thinking this is going to be good. I'd already had the points for Palmer, 17. Um, I was thinking it was going to be a really good move, but disappointed that he dropped down to one. Saliba with a rare blank, zero points. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold with three points. Palmer, the other transfer in, got me seven. Two goals, one assist. Was really pleased with how that went. Saka with eight. Bowen with three. And then Phil Foden again, delivering double figures with ten points. Watkins got the two assists, eight points, and then I went for Mohamed Salah as my captain, got me 36, but it was a scary one, so I know a lot of people um, in the comments from the last episode did go for the Elise um, captaincy and transfer in, and I must say it did really well, um, I think it went as well as it could have really too. Two goals in that one, bonus points as well, and I think he ended up on 36 points as well. And I must say, not having him, I'm very relieved um, that he's not looking like he's going to start this evening. Um, so, and then obviously Salah played that Liverpool game. I was, I think, I fell down to about 160th after that Elise haul. And then when I saw Liverpool play and Salah missed the pen, I thought, I've really blown it here. But Salah did claw it back with that 36-pointer with the armband on. And then Son up front signed off with 11 points. So looking at my team, obviously, 
the moves are pretty straightforward this um, game week. I've just got the two players to take out. Salah and Son both go into the international tournaments, so both need replacing. And I'm looking to target, like I said, the players that are having the guaranteed extra fixtures from Chelsea and from Liverpool mostly. Um, so Salah and Son are the two that I'm liking the look of taking out for Jota for sure. Maybe Jota and Darwin or maybe Jota and Sterling. But I think I'm much preferring the look of Jota and Darwin Nunes. This is what it would look like. So team value would be um, on the pitch 467 I'd have a massive 9.5 in the bank. Um, and obviously, I'd do Nunes and Jota in this week, I think. But then, if Kevin De Bruyne or Haaland play that um, Huddersfield game and look like they're going to be um, back fully available, um, I don't think I'll hesitate. I'll obviously get Haaland straight in. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to try and get Kevin De Bruyne in as soon as possible. So I do have the money available there to get that done. Um, it's Jota, I think, at the minute that I'm liking the look of most. Nunes, I'm not overly keen on having him. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for these extra fixtures. Um, I do think Jota is going to be the better pick out of the two. And then captaincy is a really, really tough one this week as well. Um, Dubravka, Gusto, Saliba, not captainable. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think he could be. Um, Arsenal, Fulham. The Arsenal one could be end up being a tight game. Um, Fulham, Liverpool at home, I think they'll have no problems there. I like the look of Palmer also. He's got the potential to hit double figures. Obviously, we saw from the last game on penalties as well. Um, but with it being a cup double, it is hard to predict the minutes. Watkins, Middlesbrough, that does look like a good fixture. But the same with Bowen, Bristol City at home. I just don't want to run the risk that they um, don't end up starting. So Nunes or Jota could also be captainable. But I think at the minute I'm leaning towards Jota or towards Palmer. Um I'm really feeling Jota. I'm uh, really feeling Jota as a pick and as a captaincy. So that's where I think I'm going to go at the minute. Let me know who you're thinking of bringing in this week. Let me know who you're thinking about putting the armband on. But that just about wraps up this episode. So thank you very much for watching. Please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then check out the latest episode of the Dream Team Tonic podcast. You can catch that on YouTube. I'll leave a link in the description below. Thanks for watching and I will see you on the next one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.